the wall drawings that I do are really so simple that uh, anyone can do them. They're just a matter of drawing lines. You don't have to have any special talent to draw a line, a straight line or whatever kind of line it is. That's Solowit, the late, great conceptual artist. And I'm Desan Lopez-Cassell. You're listening to Variations on a Theme. This podcast series explores key themes in Lewitt's body of work and considers how other creative folks have both responded to and been inspired by his influence. This episode is also about growing simple elements into something more complex, all while embracing the unpredictable. In Solowitz art, those defining simple elements were often the kind of lines he mentioned at the top, the most recognizable components of some of his most iconic works. Yet, his process often folded those gestures into something more complicated by embracing the variations brought to it by the various individual drafters who installed his wall drawings. Through this process of push and pull, you end up with something far richer than just a sum of parts. In this episode, we'll explore these ideas of process and transformation through the work of the musician Juliana Barwick. Rather than lines, she works with simple fragments of melody, which she sings and builds into music that's as gorgeous as it is free-flowing. You can hear that pretty clearly in her song Safe, from her album Healing is a Miracle, released in 2020. We're going to talk more about what's playing out in Juliana's music. And we'll also hear from her about how an encounter with Lewitt's wall drawings helped her think more about the role of chance in her artistic practice. All of that's coming up in just a bit. But first, let's take a step back and talk about Lewitt and music. Music was a huge influence on him. In an interview with Christie's from 2015, Saul's widow, Carol Lewitt, discussed his love of Bach and his few compositions. She says he often joked that he learned much of what he knew about serial art from those pieces because they were a perfect sequential system. Lewitt was also an obsessive collector of objects you'd probably expect, like the work of other visual artists, to things you maybe wouldn't, like stamps. Anyway, his music collection included scores by folks like the minimalist composer Steve Reich and Philip Glass, contemporaries of Lewitt's whose music sort of sounds the way a Lewitt wall drawing looks. So those musical influences that Lewitt took into his art, some of them filtered back into the music world. There are some really direct examples of that, like Laurie Anderson, a former student of Lewitt's who embraced music as part of her artistic practice more fully, in part at his urging. But you can hear traces of Lewitt in so much contemporary music, where minimalism and conceptualism inform songwriting, production approaches, and the overall aesthetics of sound. We wanted to talk to someone who could actually trace that influence back to an experience with the artist himself. Hi, my name is Juliana Barwick, and I'm a musician and composer living in Los Angeles. Juliana's primary instrument is her voice, and it's an incredible one. Airy and expansive all at once, soft yet powerful. She fell in love with singing in church as a kid in Louisiana. To hear her talk about it in interviews... 
She just loved the pure joyousness of the human voice, and that completely carries over into her music. In the 2000s, after she'd moved to New York to study photography at Hunter College, she started making and releasing music built around her vocals. Layering her vocal lines and drenching them in reverb and other effects, she sort of turns her voice into a full ensemble, textures and rhythms, kind of a choir of one, creating music that blends abstraction with this really beautiful sense of intimacy. Like Soloit, Juliana Barwick builds from the ground up, forging complex works through combining relatively simple parts. In a Lewitt wall drawing, those parts might be a certain type of line, drawn a certain way at certain intervals. In one of Juliana's compositions, they're vocal gestures, often wordless, which are looped, layered, and transfigured. So while music critics have often described her work as ambient or even new age, Juliana also sees her work in dialogue with visual art, particularly minimalism, in the mold of Lewitt and his contemporaries like Dan Flavin. Her practice of making music with vocal loops? That's about as minimalist as you can get because that's like your body. Just there, you heard a clip from Juliana's song Flowers, which highlights the really beautiful way she builds vocal loops into melodies. This one is also on her album, Healing is a Miracle. Juliana's never been big on writing lyrics, though she did try earlier on, but she didn't really love the results. Then, around 2005, a friend let her borrow a loop pedal, a piece of gear that lets you record short musical snippets on the fly. They're made to be operated with your foot while you play another instrument like a guitar. Though there's no reason you can't hook one up to a microphone and just sing. So that's what Juliana did. And it changed the game. Rather than following the linear structures we'd normally associate with, say, singer-songwriters or pop stars, Juliana would record these discrete little segments and build a song out of the way they'd push and pull at each other. Loop by loop by loop and shape by shape by shape. So in the midst of creating this sound... Juliana Barwick lays eyes on the work of Solowit. The first time I saw his work was actually at Dia Beacon. I think it probably would have been 2008, I want to say. If you've never been, Dia Beacon is a sprawling art institution just north of New York City. Housed in a former factory, it's particularly known for its commitment to minimalist art. And Juliana, she loves it there. She told me she finds the art and the space itself, with its long corridors and bright open spaces, to be really just endlessly inspiring. I sing all the time. (laughs) So I wouldn't be surprised if I sang a lot while I was there. When Juliana visited, they were exhibiting a series of LeWitt's early wall drawings. She even remembers witnessing some of them being installed. So it was this really immersive experience. Reading the exhibition placards, she learned that the work of this team of artists who interpret and execute Lewitt's instructions, it's a key component of the work. And as much as she may have been taken with the physical works themselves, it was really that detail about the process. That's what really stuck with her. So back in New York, Juliana dug in. Just reading up on his work and his philosophies behind his art after the fact, I kind of drew a comparison with my own music making. 
because you can give the plans for the wall drawing to someone somewhere else and they may read it a little differently or they may draw it ever so slightly differently than the last person that did it. So while the wall drawings may look very similar or almost exactly similar, there's just like a little bit of wiggle room happening as a different human, you know, draws on the wall. Where LeWitt and Juliana meet is via their incremental approaches. Small parts repeat and build off of each other and bounce around, creating something new and potentially unexpected in the process. And as LeWitt and Juliana both found, working this way, it sort of creates new possibilities. Take LeWitt's lines and Juliana's vocal loops. They invite variation. Most of my stuff is pretty wordless and bordering on experimental. I could either build the loop 23 times or 86 times. You know, it's so malleable in that sense. It's not a total stretch to think about the LeWitt you see at a museum as a performance. As we've discussed on this podcast before, LeWitt makes the instructions while a team of other artists actually executes them in physical space. And like most musicians in the 21st century, live performance is also a huge part of Juliana's art as well. Approaching a performance through a Solowit lens gave Juliana another way of thinking about what performance brings to her music. Because after all, it's not just a song from the record played live and in person. It's the concept. Those musical ideas pass through the filter of environment and context in which they're performed. The joy that I have found in performing live music is that it can be a little bit different every single time. It can have a lot to do with what travel was like getting there and people that I meet during the day, you know, the weather, like these little, little things that can affect your performance and will make your show in D.C. completely different than your show in Philadelphia the night before. So many things can influence how the songs will just shift a little bit in each place. And I found that really interesting when I read that about his philosophy behind his wall drawings. In this light, we can look at Juliana's studio albums as sort of a parallel to Lewitt's instructions. They're almost like a roadmap that comes alive during each show, changing night by night and city by city over the course of a tour. In 2019, Juliana composed music to play in the lobby and corridors of Sister City, a boutique hotel in downtown Manhattan. If you're a longtime listener to the In Culture podcast, this may sound familiar to you. We did a story about it in the very first season. You should absolutely listen to that if you're curious. But here are the broad strokes. Juliana recorded all the musical elements, but rather than create the full arrangements, she let the city do the rest. Cameras on the roof of the hotel were pointed at the sky, and Microsoft AI would pair things like birds, clouds, and airplanes, all to Juliana's music cues. The music would run 24 hours a day and sound as different as the day and time you happen to hear it. I wanted to ask Juliana about the project again. In the context of Solowit, can you talk specifically about 
how you've approached those forms of technology and, and maybe how that's influenced the way in which you work with patterns? The music program was generative. So there would be patterns of that. And there was looping involved in the foundation of the music. But what was interesting with the AI was that it just shifted that ever so slightly. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier with whoever draws on the wall is looking at the instructions from Solowit, but their hand makes it just ever so slightly different. So that's how the AI worked. It really was like evergreen every day, just completely generative and, and new. It takes a certain kind of artist to see the beauty of not having consistency every single time and one who actually makes space for that within their work. For Juliana Barwick, it's meant making music that's alive and responsive, something that's out of her hands in a way that's exciting for both the maker and the listener. I love the combination of immediacy and forethought that's combined in Lowit's work and, and how it is ephemeral and everlasting all at the same time. I love how his work can be made anywhere on a wall. He has this well-laid-out plan of how he wants it to look like in the end, but it's very interpretive by the person doing the drawing and the venue it's in and the country it's in. There being these well laid out instructions and directions, but the end result has so many variables involved. So I love that combination of thinking. Big thanks to our guest, Juliana Barwick. Soloit, Variations on a Theme, is part of the Microsoft and Culture podcast. Follow us or subscribe wherever you're currently listening. And if you haven't already, listen back to the first season of this podcast, where we did an entire piece of Juliana's AI-driven music for Sister City. This season is written by producer Jordan Rothline and me, Desan Lopez-Gazelle. This episode was edited and mixed by Nat Wiener and features original music by Angular Wave Research. Very special thanks to the estate of Sala Witt and to Lindsay Avier, whose research on the Wit has been integral to this project. This episode features a clip from an interview given by Sala Witt to Hazel DeBerg for the Hazel DeBerg Collection on March 27, 1977. The audio recording appears courtesy of the National Library of Australia. This podcast season is a companion to an app from the estate of Sala Witt which was developed in close collaboration with Microsoft. It uses state-of-the-art technology like artificial intelligence to help immerse users in Lewitt's life, artworks, and process. Download it now, wherever you get your smartphone apps. Solowit Variations on a Theme is the production of Microsoft in collaboration with Listen, a sensory experience company in New York City. Mm-hmm.